0: Hello, and welcome to The Essential Reads. My name is Isaac, and my goal is to bring you a bunch of classic audiobooks in an easy and accessible way. If you want to support the show, you can go to the store down below, you can subscribe, or you can even join the channel, which would be fantastic. Um, let's dive in with Huckleberry Finn by Mark Twain. Chapter 3 Well, I got a good going over in the morning from old Miss Watson on account of my clothes. By the window, she didn't scald. I only cleaned off the grease and clay and looked so sorry I thought I would behave a while if I could. Then Miss Watson shook me in the closet and prayed. But nothing come of it. She told me to pray every day, and whatever I asked for, I would get. But it war not so. I tried it. Once I got a fish line, but no hooks. It weren't any good to me without hooks. I tried for the hooks three or four times, but somehow I couldn't make it work. By and by, one day, I asked Miss Watson to try for me, but she said I was a fool. She never told me why, and I couldn't make it out, no way. I sat down, one time, back in the woods, and had a long think about it. I says to myself, if a body can get anything they pray for, why don't Deacon Wynn get back the money he lost on pork? Why can't the widow get back that silver snuff box that was stole? Why can't Miss Watson fat up? No, says I to myself. There ain't nothing in it. I went and told the widow about it, and she said the thing a body could get by praying for it was spiritual gifts. This was too many for me, but she told me what it meant. I must help other people and do everything I could for other people and look out for them all the time and never think about myself. This was including Miss Watson as I took it. I went out in the woods and turned it over in my mind a long time but I couldn't see no advantage about it, except for the other people. So at last, I reckoned I wouldn't worry about it anymore, but just let it go. Sometimes the widow would take me to one side and talk about providence in a way that would make a body's mouth water. But maybe next day, Miss Watson would take hold and knock it all down again. I judged I could see that there was two providence, and a poor chap would stand considerable show with the widow's providence. But if Miss Watson got him, there weren't no help for him anymore. I thought it all out, and reckoned I would belong to the widows, if he wanted me. Though I couldn't make out how he was a going to be any better off than what he was before, seeing as I was so ignorant, and so kind of low-down and ornery. Pap, he hadn't seen me for more than a year, and that was comfortable for me. I didn't want to see him no more. He used to always wail me when he was sober, and could get his hands on me. Though he used to take to the woods most of the time when he was around. Well, about this time, he was found in the river, drowned, about 12 miles above town, some people said. They judged it was him anyways, said this drowned man was just his size, and was ragged and had uncommon hair, which was all like pap. but they couldn't make nothing out of the face, because it had been in the water so long it weren't much like a face at all. The teddy was floating on his back in the water. They took him and buried him on the bank. But I weren't comfortable long, because I happened to think of something. I know mighty well that man don't float on his back, but on his face. So I knowed, then, that this weren't Pap, but a woman dressed up in man's clothes. So I was uncomfortable again. I judged the old man would turn up again, by and by. No, I wish he wouldn't. We played robbers now and then, about a month, and then I resigned. All the boys did. We hadn't robbed nobody. We hadn't killed any people, but only just pretended. We used to hop out of the woods and go charging down on hog drovers and women in their carts taking gardening stuff to the market. But we never hived any of them. Tom Sawyer called the hogs ingots, and he called the turnips and stuff jewelry. And we would go to the cave and pow-pow over what we had done and how many people we had killed and marked. But I couldn't see no profit in it. One time, Tom sent a boy to run town with a blazing stick, which he called a slogan, which was the sign for the gang to get together. And then he said that he had got secret news by his spies that the next day, a whole parcel of Spanish merchants and rich Arabs was going to camp in Cave Hollow with two hundred elephants and six hundred camels and over a thousand sumpter mules, all loaded down with diamonds, and they didn't have only a guard of four hundred soldiers, and so we would lay an ambuscade, as he called it, and kill the lot and scoop the things. He said we must slick up our swords and guns and get ready. He never could go after even a turnip cart, but he must have swords and guns or scoured up for it. Though there was only lath and broomsticks, and you might scour at them till you rotted, and then they weren't worth a mouthful of ashes more than what they was before. I didn't believe we could lick such a crowd of Spaniards and Arabs, but I want to see camels and elephants, so I was on hand next day, Saturday, in the ambuscade, and we got the word, we rushed out of the woods and down the hill. But there weren't no Spaniards and Arabs, and there weren't no camels, nor no elephants. It weren't anything but a Sunday school picnic. Only a primer class at that. We busted up and chased the children up the hollows. But we never got anything more than donuts and jam. Though Ben Rogers got a rag doll. And Joe Hopper a handbook and a tract. And then the teacher charged in and made us drop everything and cut. I didn't see no diamonds, so I told Tom Sawyer so. He said there was a load of them there, anyway. And he said there was Arabs there, too. And elephants and things. I said, why couldn't we see him then? He said if I weren't so ignorant, but had read a book called Don Quixote, I would know without asking. He said it was all done by enchantment. He said there was hundreds of soldiers there, and elephants, and treasure, and so on. But we had enemies, which he called magicians, and they'd the whole thing into an infant Sunday school, just out of spite. I said, all right, then the thing for us to do was to go for the magicians. Tom Sawyer said I was a numbskull. Why, says he. A magician could call up a lot of genies, and they would hash you up like nothing before you could say Jack Robinson. They're as tall as a tree, and as big around as a church. Well, says I, suppose we got some genies to help us. Can't we lick the other crowd then? How you gonna get em? I don't know. How do they get em? Why, they rub an old tin lamp or an iron ring, and then the genies come tearing in with thunder and lightning and ripping around and a smoke a-rolling. And everything they're told to do, they up and do it. They don't think anything about pulling a shot tower up by the roots and belting a Sunday school superintendent over the head with it, or any other man. Who makes them tear around so? Why, whoever rubs the lamp or ring, they belong to whoever rubs the lamp or the ring. And they gotta do whatever he says. And if he tells them to build up a palace 40 miles long out of diamonds and fill it full of chewing gum or whatever you want, and fetch an emperor's daughter from China for you to marry, and they've got to do it before sun-up the next morning, too. And more, they've got to waltz that palace all over the country, wherever you want it. You understand? Well, says I, I think they're a pack of flatheads for not keeping the palace themselves, instead of fooling them away like that. And what's more, if I was one of them, I'd see a man in Jericho before I would drop my business and come to him for rubbing an old tin lamp. How you talk, Huck Finn? Why, you'd have to come when he rubbed it, whether you wanted it or not. What? And I, as high as a tree and as big as a church. All right, then, I would come. But I'd lay, I'd make that man climb the highest tree there was in the country. Shucks, it ain't no use to talk to you, Huck Finn. You don't seem to know anything somehow. Perfect sap head. I thought this all over for two or three days, and then I reckoned I would see if there was anything in it. I got an old tin lamp and an iron ring, and went out in the woods and rubbed and rubbed till I sweat like an engine, calculating to build up a palace and sell it. But it war not no use. None of the genies come. So then I judged that all that stuff was only just one of Tom Sawyer's lies. I reckon he believed in the Arabs and Elephants, but it for me, I think different. It had all the marks of a Sunday school. Thank you so very much for listening. If you enjoyed, please like, comment, share, all that jazz. And if you really enjoyed, do subscribe, because there's more to come. And if you're listening on a podcast, do all the podcast things. uh, Give it a review, share it with your friends. That would be fantastic. And if you really want to support me, you can join both the channel here on YouTube, or you can join the podcast by clicking the links in the description box. Once again, thank you very, very much for listening.